Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. What a blessing it is to see a new year that God has kept us, God has favored us, and God has continued to bless us. I'm bringing you some messages to get us started on this new year, beginning with wise decisions. Then we're going to close out the latter part of this week with a special message to men. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to stay tuned because I'm going to invite every man to join us for a special men's event this Friday. So stay tuned. I'll give you more information about the theme and the location. This is the time for men and people of God to stand tall and make inroads into the kingdom of darkness. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Joshua was a man that was not afraid to stand up for God. He was not afraid to take a stand. We need more men who are not going to be afraid to take a stand. And you risk the response that you get, but you just say, no, I'm going to take a stand. This is, I know I'm standing in the right place, and I'm going to take a stand. Joshua was a man that wasn't afraid to take a stand. He knew something. What did he know? Joshua was there in Egypt when God delivered them out of Egypt. He was there. He said, I saw this. I saw the plagues. I saw the deliverance. I experienced the Passover. I was there that night. When the death angel came and took the firstborn son, but we had the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and, and, the, and the death angel passed over us. I was there. I saw that. I saw the hand of God move. Joshua was there at the Red Sea when he saw the waters roll back and they went through on dry land. Joshua was there. Joshua saw the walls of Jericho fall down. And what he's saying, uh, you can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. <laughs> you can't make me go back based on what I experienced with God. And, and, and sometimes in our lives, I don't know why we just have forgot where God has brought us from. And we start buying into the practices and the thoughts and the values of the culture instead of standing firm with what God has. And so the church and the believers will, all, will start as uh, we start accepting the values of the world and adding that right on in. And we say, well, that's okay. That's okay. I think we can make that work. We can serve the Lord and that. But Joshua said, no, don't do that. Now look at what he said. Throw away the gods your forefather worshipped beyond the river. Now, these folks brought this stuff with them out of Egypt. They had been out of Egypt a long time, but they liked what the Egyptians were doing. They didn't like uh, the commands of God who told them how to walk upright and to put away a lot of things. They still enjoyed what they did in Egypt. Now, a lot of folks would come to church and they would get saved, but they still have Egypt in them. Once you get saved and you got to be delivered from some stuff and you got to put away some things and you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind or else you'll start contaminating everybody else in the church. And after a while you have a church full of folk acting like the world and everybody think that's okay. You got unsaved folk that can shout a sanctified shout. They can shout and they can plan, they can mimic. You see them on TV at the award show. They just shouting like they saved. 
That don't mean nothing. We've uh, substituted talent for anointing. He got talent. When, he, when he's anointed, no. He just, I've heard some people singing really good. Ain't no anointing in there nowhere. Spirit of God ain't in there nowhere. The folks know how to act church today. They know how to act church. They can act church better than church folk can do church. Joshua was saying you need to stop acting church. He knew God was faithful to them and now he is challenging the people to be faithful to God. And he's also calling them to action. Throw away those gods of your forefathers and serve the Lord. Throw them away. Serve the Lord. You know, one thing we hardly ever see or hear is somebody uh, challenging other people to live right and holy. That's not on the pulpit. Challenging. You know, you can be in the barbershop and five guys talking crazy. Nobody step up and say, no, that's not right, guys. That's not right. I don't know where you got that from. That's not right. So when I go to the barbershop, they're they, they, uh, ready for the pastor to leave. <laughs> but it ought not just be the pastor. It ought to be people who say they know God that says, no, that's not right. You have to go to the barber and say, now, why you got all that playing on your TV while these kids sitting up in here and while I'm sitting up here too? Okay, it's getting quiet. But until somebody draw a line and make a difference, we, we're going to do like Chuck Colson said in his book, we are, we are slouching toward Gomorrah. We're leaning that way. Remember when the angels went, they tried to find somebody righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah. Couldn't find no righteous people, Lot, but Lot was hanging out. But he didn't influence anybody. Look at verse 15. Now, he's talking to them and said, put away those ungodly or your gods that you brought out of Egypt. But he said, but okay, all right, I, I can already hear you talking back to me. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Okay, so you draw a line then. If, if serving God don't seem like you want to go this way, okay, well, well, stop coming to church playing around. In other words, I believe they were going through a form of godliness. They knew they had to offer the sacrifices. They knew they had to do the stuff. Everybody looking at you. You offer your sacrifice today? You know you're supposed to offer your sacrifice. Yeah, I offer the sacrifice. I'm going back home. I got my, little, my other little thing that we're going to do here. I got the sex god at home. He said, no, choose for yourself. Look at what he says. Whether, whom you're going to serve, whether the gods of your forefathers serve beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are, not live, and you are now living. Choose who you're going to serve, either back in Egypt, the gods, or the ones where you're living now. Notice, out of the, he only gave them two choices. He, that wasn't even a choice for them to serve the Lord, because they weren't doing that. He didn't say, decide whether you're going to serve the Lord our God, or the gods of, of, that we brought out of Egypt, or the ones in the land whom you're now living, the Baals, the Asheropoles. He says, if you don't want to serve the Lord our God, stop going through the motions. Go on and serve whoever else you're going to serve. But don't go through the motion. Don't come up here perpetrating. Don't act like you're serving the Lord our God faithfully when you're not doing that. He gave them those two choices. People make choices of whom they're going to serve. They may not publicly admit it, but they're going to make a choice. People are making choices all the time. People in the church make choices. Even when they're sitting up listening to the sermon, they make choices. I ain't, gonna, I'm, I ain't doing that. They make choices. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, but I ain't finna do that. 
They hear the pastor, she's up there telling them how they, how they need to do, how they need to live, and sometimes they make choices. I'm not going to do that. Some have made a choice to serve the God of self-fulfillment. I'm going to do my own thing. Some have made the choice to serve the God of money and materialism. I'm going to work, I'm, I'm working, pastor, I'm working 2012s. You working 2012s? Yeah, I'm working 2012s. So you ain't got no time to come to church, no time to do nothing but just work? Yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to make this money. I'm trying to make this money. All right. Some have made the choice to serve the God of leisure and enjoyment. You know, I don't hardly have any time off, Pastor, but every Friday, every Saturday and Sunday, the only days I got off. I got to go try to enjoy and be with my family, be with my friends, and take my boat out, ride my motorcycles. The only time I got to do that is Saturday and Sunday. There are the times when we have to draw the line and separate ourselves from everybody and everything that will hinder our relationship with the Lord. God put that responsibility on the man of the house. The man of the house need to set that course. We have too many women who have to get up and tell the husbands, come on, we need to go. Huh? Uh, we need to go. It's time to go to church. I don't think I'm going today, baby. You know, I, I worked yesterday. Uh, just pray for me while you're going. Here's what Joshua said. You choose what you're going to do. But he drew a line. As for me, he could have stopped there. Some men might want to stop there. As for me, now I can't say nothing about my wife. Because, you know, uh, we, we just different. But Joshua would say, as for me and my house, my household, we will serve the Lord. It didn't sound like he gave much wiggle room. Me and my house. Now you do what you want to do. I, mean, I, can't, I can't make you serve the Lord. I can't make you be faithful to God. I can't make you worship. I can't make you pray. I can't make you give. I can't make you come to church. I can't do that. But as for me and my house where God has given me the role of leading and being the leader in the house, we will serve the Lord. Now, uh, single mothers, you got a big enough stick that when your kids are small, you can say the same thing. Don't wait till they get up big as you, then you try to make them go, if you didn't make them go when they were small. We got more single mothers today than we had when I grew up, but I tell you what, when I grew up, them single mothers were tough. Uh, she said, don't you have me to come up to that school and leave my job? I had one mother come whoop her son in class in front of everybody else. <laughs> the teacher, everybody was okay with it. She coming from work with her apron on. <laughs> you got me? <laughs> I got to come up to this schoolhouse in the middle of the day. <laughs> don't have me coming down here. She goes, you're acting crazy. See, but that's what the day we didn't have ADD. And we didn't have all this stuff where the kids couldn't, uh, they, they just, well, I don't know whatever they call it, they, hyperactive and all that. They, we didn't hear about that stuff until they started eating Fruit Loops. <laughs> all that sugar and stuff in it. We didn't have that. Nobody had no hyperactivity. We didn't know what that was. You get there and sit down until I tell you they get up. Better not move either. 
We ain't had, when no, when no kids taking no drugs. We ain't had no drugs to take. We give you a good beating. That's where you sit down. Like my mother say, we, by the time y'all got through working and playing outside and working you guys, y'all didn't have no problem going to sleep. Y'all went to sleep right away by the time we got through with you. As for me and my house, and I'm, I wonder, men, have you said that? As for me and my house, fathers, have you said that? As for me and my house, this is, the, this is where we're going to do things a little bit different. You have to do that in every culture, in every generation. They had to do that in our own household. There were some things our kids weren't going to do. We said, uh, no, as for us, we're not, we're not going down that pathway. I don't care what everybody else is doing. You're not doing that. They don't like it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it when you were young, too. You didn't like it when your parents drew the line and said, you're not going to do that. You didn't like it, but you couldn't do nothing about it. The children are not supposed to set the course for the family. This is Jerry G. Martin and a happy new year to you. I hope that you have an expectation for God to do some amazing things in your life and through your life this year. If you would like to hear today's message in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And as you're starting your new year, I invite you to come and be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road. You may not be connected in a church family, but you need to be connected where you can grow and allow God to use your gifts and abilities for the kingdom. Now I want to take a moment. We are having a very special men's event. It's a men's gathering that we've done several years at the beginning of the year. I'm inviting men from all over the city. No matter what church you go to, I'm inviting you to come and join us this Friday, January 6th, for Storming the Gates Men's Gathering. We will be at Carverdale Community Church. That's 10028 Algiers Street. Carverdale Community Church at 7 o'clock p.m. We're going to be sharing and encouraging and praying that every man who is the leader that God has put in place for his home and his household. Jesus said, On this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we're going to go and storm the gates of hell for our homes, our families, our children, and our communities. There are too many murders, too much drugs, too many suicides, too many carjackings, burglaries, and crime, and all kind of things going on around us. The people of God can change that. Join us this Friday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.